You're listening to the Stoic Philosophy Podcast, Practical Wisdom for Everyday Life. I'm Justin Vakula, and this is Episode 45, Practical Value of Philosophy. Visit my website at justinvakula.com, where you can connect with me on social media and see past content on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, or Stitcher. Support my work by becoming a donor through Patreon or PayPal. Share, comment, like, subscribe, and leave a review to help support my efforts and keep this project going. As I note in the introduction to podcast episodes, Stoic philosophy offers practical wisdom for everyday life. A common perception of philosophy, particularly from those who do not study philosophy and or have little knowledge of it, is that philosophy is about word games, restricted to intellectual exercises which have little or no application to our lives, and is of little value outside academia. Perhaps some efforts within philosophy, particularly from academics who do not have much engagement with public audiences, don't have much practical application, but Stoic philosophy, and a great deal of philosophy in general, can and should help us improve ourselves, see reality more clearly, allow us to be more reasonable, and improve our quality of life. Stoic writers like Seneca see philosophy as an aid to life, something which should help us bolster our character, guide us to worthwhile ends, and inform our day-to-day acts. He writes about the importance of having aims, foundations, and guiding principles, for without them we will be without direction, lost in the sea of life, confused, without a solid guide for life, which philosophy, on the Stoic view, ought to be, we can end up harming ourselves and others in an ignorant, deceived state. In his letter titled On Philosophy, the Guide of Life, Seneca writes, No man can live a happy life, or even a supportable life, without the study of wisdom. Philosophy is no trick to catch the public. It is not devised for show. It is a matter, not of words, but of facts. It is not pursued in order that the day may yield some amusement before it is spent, or that our leisure may be relieved of a tedium that irks us. It molds and constructs the soul. It orders our life, guides our conduct, shows us what we should do, and what we should leave undone. It sits at the helm and directs our course as we waver amidst uncertainties. Here, we see passages about the importance of philosophy and its practical uses, coming to know what a good life looks like and how we should lead our lives. Stoics place importance on virtues as guiding principles, which ideals should we aspire to, and what ought to inform our actions, especially when there is conflict, competing principles, dilemmas, Being guided by acceptance, gratitude, prudence, courage, thriftiness, kindness, and justice can help us when making decisions, reflecting on our actions, and considering what we want our lives to look like, rather than being without a compass, wandering randomly throughout our days, being driven by impulse, being unreflective, or acting according to what simply feels good, or following popular wisdom. This can lead us astray. We can audit our lives, look at what we'd like to change, what we could change, and come to conclusions about what might be unproductive in our day-to-day living. We can make changes for the positive and generally improve ourselves. Stoic philosophy has really helped me strengthen my mindset, helped me deal much better with adversity, remain calm under pressure, and not be so deterred by things not going my way. I can muster courage to stand strong amidst suffering, amidst chaos, and make changes in my life to help better my day-to-day living, rather than continuing with unproductive or destructive patterns. It's been helpful to reflect on the virtue of gratitude, to focus on what's going well, to often say, well, that could have been much worse, to say, 
I took that pretty well. I can reflect on stoic passages which remind me that things won't always go the way I want, that life is fragile, that ups and downs are simply part of life. I still face challenges, of course, but I think stoicism has helped. As a clinical mental health counselor in training, working with students and their families, I work to reassure, identify virtues and strengths which can help others. I encourage people to consider different interpretations of events and their thoughts when it is called for. I offer some degree of education, sharing Stoic wisdom with students at an age-appropriate level to help them get through their days. Stoicism, too, helps me and others find meaning in life, work toward finding a sense of accomplishment, and valuing a process of self-improvement rather than lamenting that life is unfulfilling or pointless. As a poker player, Stoic philosophy helps me accept inevitable volatility inherent to gambling, focus on a process-oriented approach, not rely on fortune or luck, and have courage to make wise, although sometimes difficult decisions, not be driven by anger or ego, and to be humble about my ability. Stoicism encourages me to have moderation in life, exercise the body as well as the mind, and not rely on or highly prioritize social approval to have a frugal lifestyle, which has been of great benefit. On this matter of making positive changes in life, to have courage to make what might be difficult decisions, Seneca calls for people to, as he writes in his letter titled On Philosophy and Riches, strive toward a sound mind with top speed and with your whole strength. If any bond holds you back, untie it or sever it. What might be holding you back from realizing your potential to having a more content life? Which habits can you shed? How can you optimize the use of the short time you have in this life? How can you improve your attitude? Are there people or things in your life which interfere with your happiness, with your contentment? This is a common theme in Stoic philosophy, to question your priorities, to ask what is traded for what, and self-reflect with aims of bettering ourselves. Is what you think is good really so, especially if it's making your life more complicated and miserable? Is working that 50-an-hour work week to afford a high standard of living in your eyes really worth it? Or perhaps can you cut those unneeded expenses, have more free time, have more moderation, and be happier, saying, well, this and that is not needed for a good life? Can you muster the courage also to quit a job you hate after trying to make changes for the better? In his same letter, Seneca writes, after you have come to possess all other things, shall you then wish to possess wisdom also? Is philosophy to be the last requisite in life, a sort of supplement? Nay, your plan should be this, be a philosopher now, whether you have anything or not. For if you have anything, how do you know that you do not have too much already? Perhaps many don't first critically reflect upon what they want. They mistake what they need, what they think is necessary for life, and then only later, if they ever come to realize that their efforts have been misplaced, that perhaps they have been on autopilot, that they have succumbed to popular ideas which were not well informed perhaps coming to lament their efforts, thinking that, for instance, marriage, a family, an expensive house were needed for a good life. Maybe they were awakened while married, especially amidst turmoil when their ideal life was not actualized. Perhaps they faced the death of a dream. They fell in too deep. Perhaps a high-paying job, which they thought would remove financial worries, only led to more problems, more debt, and more unhappiness. Maybe the drug use people thought would help them cope with struggle in life led to more issues and a rock-bottom state of being in jail, facing high legal fees, and losing a job and a driver's license. Maybe these things alerted them to reality, inspired some change after some personal destruction. 
but maybe a sounder mindset, a critical reflection of life brought about by study and application of philosophy before we get in too deep, a questioning of our priorities with positive changes when seeing warning signs of life going downhill, that can help. Seneca urges us not to procrastinate or merely hope that things will just change of their own accord, or to take action to apply philosophy for practical benefits, major positive changes in our lives, or even minor changes. He writes, Why of your own accord postpone your real life to the distant future? You can be rich here and now. On Seneca's view, being rich isn't merely had by amassing wealth, but rather by having a fulfilled life, having wisdom, applying philosophy to have a good way of living. This is also echoed in the Stoic theme of living according to nature, following that which is best about human nature, reducing wants, noting that many things are indifferent to the cultivation of our moral character and the good life. Wealth through financial means may help. It can be a preferred indifferent. It is not necessary to have a good life, especially if our basic needs are met. The gains past basic needs, Seneca would say, are superfluous, extra, they could be of benefit, but it's also the case that wealth can be related to personal corruption, lead to harming others, distract us from worthwhile pursuits in life. The thing, the money, is not a good in itself. How is the money used, and to what benefit, is what we should focus on. One application of Stoicism is the realization that we need little to lead a good, fulfilled life. We can also draw upon modern research, as I have mentioned in previous podcasts, about how diminishing returns are associated with wealth, the possession of goods, and that a honeymoon period is present with material possessions, and even people. We can also deceive ourselves in thinking that we need more and more to be happy, but we may never be satisfied, always hungering for more, always on this treadmill, continuing to run, but never quite getting where we want, never quenching our desires, and using our money and time on wasteful pursuits. Study Stoic philosophy to live a better life, and apply wisdom to improve your day-to-day living. You'll see that philosophy has much to offer, many practical benefits. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for more content. Visit my website at justinvacula.com, where you can find links to my social media portals and see past content on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, and Stitcher. Support my work by becoming a donor through Patreon or PayPal. Share, comment, like, subscribe, and leave a review to help support my efforts and keep this project going. Podcast music, used with permission, is brought to you by Phil Giordana's symphonic metal group, Fairyland. The song, titled Master of the Waves, is from their album, Score to a New Beginning. Find more information in the show notes. Have a great day. Raise your